Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Parker. So glad to have you here with us today. I want to thank you again for listening. And I also want to give out some quick shout-outs. Daniel at Keller, Colton at Mansfield, and Patrick at Mustang. Uh, your youth pastors were bragging on you guys. And so I just want to say personally thank you for the hard work and the effort that you put in all that you do to leading students to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And today I have with me a good friend. Matter of fact, I drove down to Texas to hang out to do this podcast with him. Nick Domasic, how are you doing, sir? So good, man. I'm so excited to be here, Vince. Man, that's very good. Did you know your first name and last name rhyme with one another? Uh, yeah, I'm like a rapper. It's like a rapper's name. Oh, is that like a, was that a backup plan if youth pastor didn't work out? Exactly. That was it. Okay. Well, very good. Very good. Now, uh, I think it's public knowledge. If not, we'll have to edit this out of the podcast, but your wife, you guys are expecting, correct? We are in just a couple months. So are you telling people what you're having? We are having a girl. Congratulations. Girls are awesome. I have a daughter, so that's a good thing. Are you telling people the name? We are not. That's uh, that's hidden information. Everyone always has a secret about their pregnancies. Why is that? You know, I think for us, it's just um, we don't want anybody to put a name to uh, no face. We want the face to be there. We want the name to match the face, you know? You want the face to be there That's first. It. So if I can imagine your daughter's face right now, would you tell me the name? No. I picture she's going to be as beautiful as your wife. No. If I tell you the name, then we don't get to use the name, so I have to hold it. Really? It's confidential. Is that an agreement that you and your wife made? That's it. Okay, I like that. I got to go with that. You're going to stand your ground. So today on the Switch Leader Podcast, we will not be finding out the name of the new domestic little girl. Unfortunately. But I'm sure that she's going to be ever amazing as her parents. But Nick, thank you so much for being here today. And we are talking about how to be a guide, not a teacher. So when you think about a guide, I'll tell you who I first think about when I think about a guide. I think about Yoda. Right? That's I, think good. About, I think about Yoda. So kind of walk us through, what does it mean? What is the difference between being a guide and being a teacher? Yeah, absolutely. When, when I think of a guide versus a teacher, the first thing that comes to my mind is listening. Listening is so important when we're thinking about how to guide somebody rather than teach somebody. And so um, when, we're, when we're in conversations or when we are leading somebody through something that they're going through, it's so important that we're listening to the situation and listening to the different things that are going on in their life. Um, whereas in teaching, we are more presenting knowledge, presenting information. Um, we're going to focus more on listening when we're a guide. Okay. So it's more like you're doing life with them and you're walking with them versus simply just, hey, here's some information, go do with it what you please. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's so important because when we hear their story, when we hear their heart, it's so much easier for us to walk them through the situation that they might be facing. All right. Kind of like Jesus did with the disciples in the Bible. He, he walked with them. While there was some instruction, but he walked with them, shared stories, knew about them, and then just kind of did life more Definitely. with God. Definitely. Love it. Love it. So let's do—I know how to be a teacher. Um, hey, 2 plus 2 is 4. Uh, John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world. Uh, Fruit Loops taste better than Cheerios. Those <laughs> are uh, easy instructions to give someone and hope they follow. But— as a guide, what are some ways that I can be effective as a guide? 
Yeah. So I think um, when we're walking people through different conversations or we're hearing what, what they're dealing with or going through, um, I think one of the most important things we can do on our end is use our life experience to help share wisdom so um, they may not have to go through that specific challenge. And especially when we're talking about student ministry, we have students who um, are coming in and they're going through various different things, but we also have life experience that we can pull from. And so when we're hearing our students talk about those different challenges that they may be facing, it's so important that we think back to, man, what have I been through? What have I, what challenges have I faced? And what wisdom can I offer this student to help guide them through this situation? And so is how we present this wisdom, the experiences we have, is it important in how we do that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes back to the verbiage of guide versus teacher. And so we're not teaching. And the reality is, is we don't have all the right answers. We're just help. We're sharing that knowledge that we have. And we're helping that student walk through that challenge or that situation um, based on what the, what the experience may be. So let's say you have a student that's in your group or maybe you are the check-in team and you hear them talk about, hey, there's this really crazy party. I want to go to it. It's the wildest party of the year. And every description you're hearing about it sounds like, I don't know if this is really God honoring. Like this doesn't feel like your typical birthday party. This feels like something that might get out of control. And you remember those things. Is it appropriate to say, hey, you shouldn't go to that because I've made a lot of bad mistakes when I was a kid? Or is it more appropriate to ask the questions and find out why they want to go to it and why they want to be a part of it? Yeah, so I think one effective tactic that we can use is to help somebody come to a conclusion on their own. And so through asking questions, like you're saying, Vince, um, when we ask students questions or when we ask leaders questions, we can help somebody actually come to a conclusion that maybe this isn't the best option for me right now. Maybe this isn't the best decision that I can make in my life or in my walk with Christ. And they can actually come to that conclusion on their own. And when they do that, um, I believe that's true. Like when we're talking about guiding versus teaching, that is true leadership and just helping them to understand what they may be walking into. It kind of reminds me uh, when I was in high school and I always said, when will I ever use this? But now I find myself using it all the time. But because I didn't figure out on my own, I had no idea the possibilities of when I would use all those math equations or all those grammar assignments. But right. when you can walk someone through it, I love how you said that, Nick, that you can help them see for the long term future of how they can use that information and be better guided through. So uh, thank you so much. That is great. Uh, can you list off some ways that we can better facilitate or help guide through different conversations? I know you talked about questions is one great way, but what if I'm in a, like a large, small group format? How can I do that successfully? Sure. So in a large setting, um, again, I think it's allowing conversation to happen organically and you're, you're there to guide and facilitate that conversation. And so in small groups, when we, when we're talking about having um, a good amount of students to a couple leaders, the idea is we want to help facilitate converse, conversations because what we know is as those students walk through and discuss what they're facing, we know that their peers are facing similar things and they can actually share wisdom with one another. And then we're there to help guide that conversation in a positive direction and even introduce scripture into that conversation or help introduce challenging challenges that we can give to them that will help make them better um, in their walk with Christ or just in their 
their lives in general to help face some of the situations they may be going through. But ultimately, yeah, I think starting with questions, if you're looking for a way to facilitate that conversation, and then again, listening. And when we listen, we can truly hear somebody's heart. And that gives us an opportunity to lead them in, in a really positive direction. I love what you're saying there. You're saying as a guide, the objective for me is not to be the star of the show, that there are possibly other people in the group who can offer opinions, thoughts, ideas, ask questions, help facilitate. But as a guide, you're saying, hey, I just want to help you move in the right direction. I just want to walk with you in the right direction. Not Definitely. necessarily be like, hey, I have to be the one to teach you. So that's that's great advice, just knowing that there's other people out there. But what if I'm in a, in a sh- more of a short-term relationship? What if it's like, hey, I am the check-in team or I'm the the parent greeter, how can I help guide students in more of those short-term or quick interaction relationships? Yeah, I think it's remembering that when you put that leader shirt on or when you claim that you are a leader, it doesn't matter what position you hold um, in that ministry or, or at Switch or wherever it may be. People look at you as a role model and you have an opportunity in that time to offer wisdom, to offer guidance. And so if you hear a conversation happening, you absolutely have the authority to step into that conversation and be a light or to be a role model to whoever may be having that, having that conversation to help guide them through whatever they may be discussing. So at the end of the day, it's not great for me just to come in and just ignore it. Correct. Or come yeah. in and just be a bully and say, hey, don't make the same mistakes I did. Right. We mostly find that sometimes that just does nothing for students and they most times just kind of mentally tune you out, even if they're just looking at you. But to be a guide and invite them to be a part of the conversation, to lead them to have self-discovery. And as a leader, as you said, once you put that shirt on, once you say I'm a leader, it doesn't matter what position you serve in, that there's always an opportunity for you to help guide a student. Well, Nick, I, I love that. I think that's all great things. Is there anything else that you want to add to what you said today, possibly the name of your future daughter here in a couple months? <laughs> well, definitely not the name of my future daughter, but I think ultimately it's just remembering that if you're listening to this, I believe that you are taking the steps to become a better leader. And um, you're taking the steps to say that I want to, I want to guide people and we're not necessarily, we don't know everything. We don't know all the answers. Um, We're not teachers, but you are a leader and you are a guide and you do have an opportunity to speak into the lives of people around you. And so know that, feel empowered and step into those conversations with confidence, knowing that your wisdom has something to offer in their lives. Well, Nick, thank you so much for joining us here on the Switch Leader Podcast. Again, we're praying for you, excited for you guys, your new baby girl in a couple of months. And I want to thank you all for listening again to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.